We're in the process of moving. It's dawning on me that within the next week, we will be saying a final goodbye to our city life. Welcome to Longleaf Breeze. Beginners learning subsistence farming using three simple principles. Approaching but never reaching subsistence. It's got to be fun while we're doing it. And we don't make allness statements. And now, Lee and Amanda Borden. Thanks, Adrian, and welcome to our podcast of March the 23rd, 2011. On location, as it were. Because you and I are <laughs> sitting in the den of our suburban house near Birmingham doing some of the final packing because we are due to sell it at the end of this month. And I'm high as a kite. I'm really excited about getting it done. Yeah, I wish I were I wish I wish were closer to the end of my packing, as you put it. You bet. <laughs> and, we're more final, but I've got a lot to do still. And the, the hard, cold truth here is that Lee is more moved out of this house than Amanda it's is. It's true. Yes, so I would agree. So the... The hard slogging work here in the final stretch really falls disproportionately on you. That's true. I, I, I dragged my feet all along about moving some of my things. Um, for one thing, lack of space. And whenever we did have people here, we hosted people here at the house. You bet. We've been making times. good use of this house yeah. even while we've been living at the farm. It's been a nice place where we can entertain. Mm -hmm. That's right. I've kept it well stocked. So now I'm paying the price for that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it is a price. You're having to work real hard and, and I'm working some, although not uh, the grueling kind of schedule that you have. But my suggestion for today's podcast is that you and I indulge in something that does not come naturally to either of us, and that's a sort of a mini paroxysm of grief and regret. Um, we don't do much grief and regret as a, as a rule. Right. Um, I would agree. But here we are saying goodbye to a life that has been near and dear to us for decades, and it seemed to me it was worth our marking that transition by taking some time for grieving. Yeah, it's, and, you know, to compound that, specifically, we've been in this house for 27 years, and we've raised both of our children. Actually, it'll be 28 if we stay till July, so uh -huh. 27 and a half years. Um, raised both children here. In fact, um, our older child, Joe, was uh, about three and a half when we moved in, and his little sister... Adrian was our, our, our announcer, <laughs> was uh, only a babe in arms. She was about seven and eight months old when we were building and moving so into the house. So it's basically been the only house they ever knew yeah, growing up. Yeah, and, you know, they, they loved it here, I think, and, and we loved raising them here. So it has a lot of good memories, um, and, and I'll always cherish those. And, yeah, I think that when I say that final goodbye after all the work is done, I will be a bit misty-eyed here on Misty Lane. <laughs> you bet. So let's talk a little bit about what we will miss from this life. Um, okay, I, yeah. Go ahead. Well, you know, I've talked about before, one of the things I really have valued since living here in Birmingham, not just in this house, we lived in Homewood for four years before this, have been the relationships that we've formed with people here. And I hope for those to continue, but 
it's it's not the same when you're it farther away. It won't be the same. And I agree with you. We do hope to continue those relationships with our dear friends and frankly expect to continue them. Yeah. But it won't be the same. No. Because we won't be seeing them as regularly. We won't be keeping up with the day-to-day changes in their lives. And we're going to be drifting away whether we like it or not. And, and thanks to th- uh, social networks like Facebook and email and Twitter, not that it, that many of our friends Twitter, I don't think, but some do, um, you know, we're able to keep up in ways that a generation ago you couldn't have if you moved away. So uh, I, I'm glad of that. But we will miss those interactions. Um, we've talked before on the podcasts about how we've already begun forming new relationships in our new home, in our new church, uh, in our new community. And, and in a sense, for me, there's even been a lot of going home again because when, since we grew up in Montgomery. True. You've yeah. restored relationships with some of the people that you had lost track of over the decades. And uh, you and they are becoming uh, reacquainted with each other, yeah. which is cool. Yeah, I, I can talk about this more as it gets closer. But there's even a group of um, the young women, young women, the uh, middle-aged women <laughs> from my high school class who are going to be me- having lunch on a regular basis starting be in fun. mid-April. So uh, it will be fun. So there's, even though, you know, you, you leave relationships, you also rekindle old ones and meet new people. Um, and the, the bottom line is you can't have too many friends. So, uh, you know, I, I'm trying not to get too wrought up about that. Um, but it, I, I will miss those day-to-day interactions, as you said. Um, for me, the, another thing, um, and it is behind, it's second to that because people are more important than things and places, but since living up here in Birmingham, I have really enjoyed, um, especially as new, trendy, fun stores have, have come on the market. Um, we have some wonderful restaurants here, and if you are listening from outside the area, I could probably do a bit of a plug for <laughs> the Better Business um, or for the Business Association here in Birmingham because, you know, Highland Bar, Highlands Bar and Grill, Ocean, um, Hot and Hot. Yeah, you know, There's yeah, some yeah. great restaurants here. <laughs> and that. Also, I live five minutes, five minutes from Whole Foods. When and, I want to Now, I'm going to call you there. down on that because I, I knew you were going to talk about this and it's unfair for me to sneak this in on you. But I, I, need, I feel a need to say... This is a woman who had those restaurants close at hand for years of her life and never wanted to go out to eat. That's, Always wanted me to never. pick up food no. and bring it to the house. I wouldn't say never. And <laughs> I will tell you one thing, and you can't dispute this. Whenever somebody came from out of town and we had company we wanted to take out, we would go to those places. Exactly. That's when we would go out to eat is when you had somebody from out of town you wanted to and entertain. that's pretty much what we do now. Yeah. Except in Tallahassee, we say, well, do you like Mexican food? <laughs> And um, our friends who came to see us a couple of weeks ago, Dick and Donna, can attest to that. Well, you want, we'll take you out. We Mexican? can go Mexican or Chinese. <laughs> Mexican's a little better than Chinese. Yeah, so. and it is a really good Mexican restaurant, <laughs> so we're fortunate. The point is, okay, here's another one, roly-poly. You know, we could go there and get a sandwich when we want right. to. It's 10 minutes away. The point is, stores, oh, I'm 10 minutes from the Apple store. I'm a Mac user. I mean, you cannot get yeah, better than that. that. Actually, less than 10 minutes if the traffic's not and bad. And on that subject, one of the things that I will miss of our city life is robust, robust, dependable Internet service. We have decent Internet service at the farm, mm-hmm. but it's nowhere near the speed 
that we have here in the suburbs. And for those of you who are contemplating a move from the city to the country, you need to steel yourself for that change. In all likelihood, you're going to be moving to the third world of the Internet. Mm -hmm. It's um, out in the country. Internet's a different animal. We have um, cell phone-related service for our uh, Internet, and it is reasonably reliable but it's nowhere near as fast. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and you know, Alabama, we're a little bit behind. We're a little bit, we're very behind. Um, And I think one thing our past governor, Governor Riley, wanted to do was uh, try to deal with this whole, you know, fact that rural communities often don't have decent internet service and nothing's been done about it, to my knowledge. Yeah, and and I love Governor Riley as much as the next guy, but he is one of a long line of political leaders who talk a good game about rural internet, but they don't do and anything. don't do squat to make yeah. it any better. Well, and so I hope that maybe our new governor, Bentley, will do something about it. And I have every indication he won't do anything more. Yeah. It, it, we're just stuck when you live out in the country with this balkanized approach to the internet we have in the United States, as opposed to other countries where they treat it as a utility and make sure everybody has access to it. When you move to the country, you are uh, you're looking at a slower, yeah. less reliable internet connection. Yeah, that's true. So that's that is something I would agree that it, you miss and you give up when you move out to the country. The good internet. Um, what else? Oh, I guess for me, um, it's been easier, somewhat easier to travel because, well, in my working life, it was easier because part of my job was to go to London on a regular basis. And and I loved we, that. And the main difference for us is that we don't make the kind of money we made when we were living in the suburbs. Well, because and we, and along with not living in the suburbs, we also gave up our, I mean, I gave up my job. Correct. That's really what it came and, down and, to. You know, yeah. we've, we've set out to make less money and spend less money, and by and large, we've been successful mm-hmm. at doing that. But part of spending less money is we can't jump up and grab a plane ticket and run off somewhere the way we could when we were living yeah. in the suburbs. And the other thing, it, it's we're not as close to an airport. I mean, here when we did want to go to California or something, we just hopped on a Southwest flight from Birmingham. From Birmingham, and the airport's 15 minutes away from here. Now, the closest airport to where we live is 45 minutes, and that's uh, Montgomery Regional Airport better known as Danley Field, if you're from right, Montgomery. Right, and, and that's really not a full-service airport. No. So, um, so we're really talking about going to Atlanta Driving to Atlanta, and that's about an hour and 50-minute drive for us to get to the airport. So you're right, travel is, is more limited. And on that same subject of things we're not able to do now that we don't make as much money is giving to charity. It's always been an important part of yours and my life and and full participation in the community that we liked to be the ones who could very quietly and rather quickly write a check when something needed to be done. You know, when somebody yeah. said, oh, if we could only do this study or if we could only hire this expert or if we could only buy this um, new uh, machine, it would make a tremendous difference in the work that we're able to do for others. And you and I could quietly and quickly make that happen. Well, we can still do that, but not as much as we could yeah. when we were making yeah. more money. Yeah, we do. I mean, we do believe in tithing to our church and that kind of thing. But as far as, you're right, kind of the above and beyond, it's harder for us now. Um, and of course, I'll miss, I miss 
our church that we were members of for 30 years, Vestavia Hills United Methodist. As much as I do love our new church, though, I'm, I've completely... We are thoroughly in love with the Episcopal yeah. Church of the Epiphany in Tallahassee, and uh, I, I fully expect it's going to be our happy home. Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel that people have just accepted us so warmly and quickly, and so in, in some ways, it's hard to think back that it's been just a little over a year that we've been members there. Um, it just feels so natural now. It really does. But that doesn't keep me from missing the people here. Exactly. And, and it's not just the relationships. It's the institution of the church as well that we miss. Yeah, yeah. Because unlike some denominations that I might not want to be a member of, I really enjoy the Methodist denomination. And I probably would never, in fact, I can say definitively, I would have never sought to leave the Methodist church but it just so happened that the congregation that we wanted to affiliate with was the Episcopal Church. And I have to tell you, as I learn more about the Episcopal Church, I really like it. We're sort of becoming very comfortable Episcopalians now. Yeah, I mean, I, I love it. And I, I always loved the Anglican Church when I went to England. I, I loved it. was a very comfortable fit. Yeah, it really is. There's really not yeah. that much. There's not much daylight between the theology of the United Methodist Church and the theology of the Episcopal Church, you right. would say. Uh, so that really didn't require a lot of adjustment on our part. The main difference is one of ritual and rhythm yeah, of yeah, worship. Yeah. And the other thing that's been an adjustment is the mere size of those two congregations. Sure. We came from a large church of about 5,000 members. Uh, about seven now. Seven now. Yeah, it's grown to 7,000. But when we started out, it was around five. So we have, you know, been in a large, I wouldn't call that a mega church, but it's a large church. I call it a mega church. Is it really? Yeah. Okay, that's where mega kicks in. <laughs> well, anyway, and now our our current church, would you say maybe 85 About 80, members? Yeah, memberships. And um, so it's just a much smaller. Average worship attendance, probably in the 30s. Yeah, but it's, I, I mean, I've been amazed at how quickly I've adapted to that. So um, it's, I, I say that, that's probably a good transition to going to, what we'll miss, but also what we won't miss, because I'm happy in my new church, too, so it's good. But I do think we should talk a little bit about what we won't miss about living here. Well, let's do, you know. The suburbs. And, and, okay, the the grief and, oh, my regret is finished, and now we can sort of look on the bright side what we are glad to be leaving behind us. Um, the first one on my list is having something blowing on me all the time. <laughs> and what I'm talking about is heat pumps. I just hate having this crazy, you know, in the wintertime when you're trying to get warm, the way most suburban houses do it is by blowing somewhat warmer air on you. Yeah, these days. The and newer it just houses. doesn't yeah. make you feel warm in contrast to the wood stove, which just warms you through and through. It warms your cockles. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. And and I, I too, like having, you know, the, the sort of natural feeling that we have there at the farm, the breeze blowing through in the summer. Now, of course, we, we should say this about this house we're leaving. We have nice big windows, and um, over the years we have, we've enjoyed the seasons more than a lot of our Absolutely. fellow we're, suburbanites. <laughs> to give you an idea, here we are in uh, north-central Alabama, which is very hot in the summertime, and of late it had been our pattern not to turn the air conditioning on until well into June. And unless it, we just had a, an amazing heat wave or something, we yeah. didn't. And and that transitions me to saying that one thing we have we have here and one reason this house stays cooler than a lot is we have a lot of shade. Yes. Beautiful hardwood trees. This is It's not an old 
what would you call it, a, a, an old growth forest, but it is one in which the fairly mature is forest. mature, and a lot of the pines have died off, and you just have some gorgeous hardwoods, three acres of it. So we've enjoyed that, and it shades the tree in summer. Um, however, we also have a lot of leaves to rake up. That's one thing I hadn't t- thought about that I won't miss, but I will not miss leaf True. blowing and leaf raking and. That's interesting. Our life at the farm is such, we're sort of up on a knoll where we live, and leaves fall, but as soon as they fall, the next breeze sweeps them away. Yeah. So we just don't worry about leaves anymore. I do have a, a little bit of problem with their blowing onto the veg, vegetation, you know, but that's a whole other a whole other discussion. Okay. But anyway, the, the other, the, the downside of all the shade is I've never had full sun here. I couldn't gray, I mean, I was always limited to uh, choices like begonias and impatience and azaleas. I do have some, I will miss those, by the way, gorgeous azaleas out front, which we planted. Yeah. Uh, but that, it was because, you know, I, I couldn't do lantana or, you know, I couldn't really grow any vegetables. And by golly, we can do that at the farm we now. Can do and it we now. have a wonderful orchard expansion that's all full sun. So yeah. uh, we we understand how that works and we're looking forward to it. Another thing I will not um, worry about giving up is having to use a flush toilet. Uh, and I know this is my issue only. You That's are right. continuing to use the flush toilet at the farm. But I've got to tell you, it is almost sickening to me to flush perfectly good nutrients to, into my drinking water. I just, it, it just gives me the creeps to have to do that. So I'm, as we are sitting here at our suburban home, I am eager to get back to using my composting toilet. Well, good. You do that. Um, I, I Part of the time, uh, most of the time that I lived in this house, I was a college professor. So I guess it wouldn't it, be amiss to put in here at this point that one thing I won't miss about my prof- professorial life, even though I haven't been doing that for the past year and a half, is grading papers. Um I gave that up, but I, I, since we're talking about our life here, not just what's mm-hmm. happened in the last year and a half. Yeah, that was part of our life, yeah. is you had this rhythm of having to grade papers yeah. and having to average grades and, and, and get this, them turned in at the last minute. And in um, this very room where we're sitting, I pulled many a late night with a lap full of papers and a pink, a pink pen or a turquoise pen because I didn't want to do red and make the students and feel I'm bad. And I'm glad for you to have, <laughs> to have given that up as well because yeah. it... Um, it certainly had its impact on me. Right. I'm, uh, I will not miss having three to five of nearly every hand tool. And the reason I had so many is that I didn't have a good way to store them, a good way to know where everything was. So I would buy a hammer and stick it somewhere, and then I would need a hammer and wouldn't know where my hammer was, so I'd go buy a hammer. And then I'd stick it somewhere, and then the next time I needed a hammer, I'd go buy a hammer. <laughs> well, I must own eight hammers now. Yeah. And uh, now we're at the farm, everything's up on a pegboard in the shop, and I know exactly where the one I need mm-hmm. is. Yeah. I use it and put it back, and it is a much more coherent way to live. Well, I, th- I know we're getting low on time, but and I think we can probably consolidate some of our last, uh, at least my last yeah, go concerns, ahead. with saying that driving, the traffic, um, what we do in a car, that relates to here. First of all, when you're in Birmingham and around, even in this suburban area, um, there's just a lot of traffic. There are a lot of people. And uh, even though there are little rush hours in Tallahassee when the 
plant lets out or, you know, during school, we really, we can depend on finding easily times of the day when there's no traffic. And when we live at the farm, there are days and they're not wild and crazy days, but they're fairly typical days when when neither of us goes anywhere right. all day. Yeah. And boy, is that nice. Because we can get our work done there and grow our food there, and so it works out. And the other part about it is just, you know, what we have to do to get back and forth between here and the farm. Those long trips between the farm and our suburban home are a grind. And with gasoline prices going up as they are right now, it's a relief to us that we will soon no longer be making those trips. That's right. That's right. And it's been somewhat stressful, actually pretty stressful, to have two sets of, like, I didn't know where some of my things were because, oh, yeah, I need that, but it's in Misty Lane. But that's up at the house, And I don't want to have to go. that's down at the farm. And I don't want to have to go buy another one. Like you were talking about, buying duplicates of things. Sometimes we did that because of the fact that, we just had to have it. Yeah, you had to have it and say, well, oh, that, that um, you know, that spatula or whatever exactly. is up there. So it's it's uh, anyone who's tried to live in multiple places. I realize there are a lot of jet setters who have lots of money and maybe they don't mind that. But I probably would make a terrible jet setter because I don't enjoy it. I want a place. Well, that that is about all the time we have. I will give you a little quick preview of uh, what I hope will be next week's program. Uh, tentatively called woulda, coulda, shoulda, when we're going to engage in another form of regret, talking about the things we've done wrong at the farm. So uh, be thinking about that, and we'll visit about that next week. And we'll look forward to visiting with you as well. Have a good week. You've been listening to Longleaf Breeze with Lee and Amanda Borden. We'd love to hear from you. You can call the farm at 334-625-8682. Send email to letters at longleafbreeze.com. Our address is P.O. Box 780-446, Tallahassee, Alabama 36078. Visit us at longleafbreeze.com to learn more about the farm, to browse our archive, and to look over our planting database. You can also read the daily farm log, check in with Lee and Amanda, and talk with other listeners. That's longleafbreeze.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week.